So I'm gonna throw you a curveball today, Mike. Oh yeah? Yes. Yeah, so much like every other episode. We're going to talk about what we did this week and how it changed our lives. I look forward to it greatly. But uh, a, a word came down from management that there's not enough suspense in our show. Uh, what? So, so I've introduced a... Uh, we are nothing if not a suspenseful show. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really. Honestly. Alex, I think you're a... Find out next week on the week of the undertaking. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's actually where I'm going with this. Oh, really? Because I've added a new element to the show uh-huh. that you can see, but the listeners cannot, but they will know it's here, called the mystery box. It is just a cardboard box. Looks like it's shipped from Amazon. Yes. So on our... And on our poorly packaged. On our desk, thank you, is a box. Uh-huh. And now you and the listeners will not be able to find out what's inside this box... Until the next episode. Alex, this is a terrible but idea. it's just going to sit here mocking you the entire episode. Alex, I'm going to open the box. <laughs> no. no. I, I can't not no. open the box. It's here, and it's going to be there. That's it. So the, That's the whole so, change. Hold on. Let me get this straight. Your idea of adding suspense to the podcast <laughs> yes. is just by putting a cardboard box on a desk that our listeners cannot see. And telling you that it's a mystery box. Alex, I need to know what's in the box. I, listen, I'm going to be bothered by this. The listeners won't give a shit, but I need to know what's oh, in it. Oh, I think they'll give a shit. Are, mystery boxes are, are, are horrifying. I listen. Well, I gotta ask: Are you gonna reference what's in the box? Are you gonna use the box at all during the podcast? Nope. It's just gonna be there. I I can't express to you how bad an idea I think this is. I, I think you I think you don't like it. I I mean, it's like, it's just kind of whatever. Honestly, I mean, no, you no, you're you're itching. I. It's just, it's a box, and it's just there. There's something inside it. Let me ask, did you put this there to see how many minutes I could last without opening this box? I actually put this there. Um, because I want to, uh, do it next week and I'm hoping you don't, you find the, 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 the energy to resist opening it to make next week special. And for you, cause we're recording weird for you. We're recording tomorrow's episode, yeah. uh, next week's episode tomorrow. So you don't have to wait that long. I have to wait a full 24 hours. These fellas listening have to wait a whole seven days. A whole seven days to find out what's in the box that they can't see. Yes. And I can't describe to you enough (laughs) how un... Like, uh, remarkable this box is. It's literally just a plastic... A a cardboard box that has clearly been opened up and put together shittily by Alex again. Alright, I took a picture of it, and it's going on our Instagram to entice, uh... Right, because it's that aesthetically appealing. Well, your main complaint seems to be that no one can see it. Yes. And now I can see it. So check it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, sorry, Mike's sick. And he yeah. keeps coughing. I have been sick all week, which I'll talk a bit, a little bit about later. But, um, yeah, I'm still getting over it. Still got a bit of a cough. So bear with me. I'll try to cough the least amount possible. Yes. Feel so, better. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you're already feeling better because we got a full day ahead of us. Yes. Of doing things. <laughs> of doing what? Of talking about nonsense on the air while looking at a box that is inconspicuous in every... Yes, and is full of mysteries. Is this a thing that's going to stay on our desk after we open it? No. No? No, we because... may do another mystery box, but for now it's just a mystery box. As we've noted before to the listeners, on our uh, workbench, so to speak, is a lot of paraphernalia that we have used 
in our podcast before, such as Handsome Squidward Statue, the meme, the Jerry Seinfeld bobblehead, and several terribly written tabloids. Oh yeah, they're still here. Yeah. Which again, you can't see. I even, I feel dumb for mentioning that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. No, it's it's cool. Yeah. It builds a little universe. Well, you know we what? We have stuff. We do. We have several things. Uh, but you know what we should do that they may be interested in hearing about? Talk about sex, baby. Uh... We should not talk about Sex Baby, okay. which I assume is a terrible uh, re- sequel to The Boss Baby starring Alec Baldwin, which has, which was <laughs> killed <laughs> in... <laughs> the Sex Baby? The Sex Baby, which was killed in development because they realized how bad the PR for that would be. But um, no, I, I, I was not going to mention The Sex Baby. That's actually very funny. Thank, <laughs> wow. Thank you. I tried. Um, but no, I finished... Stranger Things Season 3. Oh, yeah. We talked about this, like, two weeks ago. Right. Which was two weeks after the rest of America did it, which, honestly, I don't know how the rest of America finds time to binge watch eight episodes of that show. It was July 4th weekend. You know, you raise a good point. No one was doing anything. I was doing things. Okay, I was doing a lot, but even still, I... Before we went to the baseball game, I found eight hours to sit with the fam and watch The Strangers. Yeah, that's right. The the Strangers... (laughs) And their things. And their things. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a, that was a different uh, take on the season. Yeah, it was so... just no eleven, no Mike, no Dustin, no nobody. It was literally just they followed a random person around, and they gave them a mystery box, and they said, "Your goal for this entire episode is to it, not open it. Is to not open it, and guess what's in what is the thing? Okay. All right. So Mike wants to bitch about the season. So skip to thirteen minutes. And 21 seconds. If you don't want to hear uh, Stranger Things Season 3 spoilers. I assume that you're going to edit in the timestamp. Yes, and I'll edit this out too. Okay, great. Back in. Okay. Alex forgot to edit that out. Yes, spoilers for Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, you watched this a couple weeks ago, oh, so yeah. you have had a lot more time to mull it over than I have. Yes, and I've also rewatched it since. Oh, you have? Yes, I okay, finished great. it last night. I, I also finished it last night. But for the first time. For the first time. Correct. So what were your thoughts about it after mulling it over and watching it a second time through? Okay. So thinking about it uh, hard, I, I still think overall I liked the the mystery in season one more than the following two seasons uh, I, total. Yeah. I agree with you because the mystery in season one was – I mean, season one is based around nobody knows what's going on, yeah. but the stakes are inexplicably high, and it is impossible to recapture that. With a follow-up, because yeah. the characters are aware of things. At the very least, you understand what the characters are and what yes. the characters want. And the audience is aware of things. Mm-hmm. So that's And I'm, I'm glad they, they took a more action-y uh, set with this season, because the mystery can't be as powerful, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in response. But I think... By far the best thing was the sludge monster. They got so grossly creative, and it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. This season is so much more gory and disgusting than any season prior. Yes. Uh, the shadow monster. Uh, who's, the mind flare. Yeah, the mind flare. Uh, figured out how to create a uh, physical form in the grossest way possible. It looks like raw beef just came together and just kind of... Yeah, yeah, but it's people. It is, and it's so gross, and I love it. It's gross. Uh, also, 
uh, from grossest thing to cutest thing, Alexi, the little Russian. Oh, yeah, I love Smirnoff. I know his name is Alexi, but I love that nickname so much that I'm sticking with it. Smirnoff, I love him so much. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, he's, he's dead, too. I like how they implied that the only way that Russian refugees can actually enjoy, like, get their life back is by experiencing true Americana, and then he just died? Oh, yeah, no, he he fell in love with Looney Tunes, had Burger King, 7-Eleven, and uh, then he won, won a Woody, Woody the Woodpecker. He won a Woody the Woodpecker. He Yeah, he had uh, Slurpees at 7-Eleven. Yeah, dude lived the American dream. You know what? God bless Alexi. I love him so much. And Murray had a best friend for, like, five minutes. You know what? I liked that because in season two, I think I liked season three more than season two. Season two is probably my least favorite. Yeah, it was fine. You know, it was okay. But they didn't they didn't really know what to do with Murray. Like, they felt like they were just kind of figuring him out. Great performance by, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but great performance by him. But it, it just didn't really seem to go anywhere. And now they actually found a place to go with him. Yes. Uh, so a couple of my... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say issues slash co- points that I'm confused about. Okay, go. Uh, Joyce, for the first, like, five episodes of the season, I didn't really buy into her motivation because she was just as concerned with the magnets falling off of her fridge as she was with the disappearance as her son of her son in the first two seasons. Like, she reacted... Like it was the stakes were the same to her. Well, I, I I think it was it was another thing of like being aware of the shit that happens in Hawkins. Okay. If something weird like that goes on and you get an explanation from your son's teacher that it's caused by a giant machine type uh reaction, then there might be cause for concern that someone's trying to do something. Okay. Uh, another thing. Fair Okay, first of all, fair point. Second, of, but second point, really, I I understand that conceptually, but like in action, it just feels weird that Joyce is just like the magnets the same way that she was like, "Where's my boy?" in season one. I really just I thought I understand that they needed a way to get Hopper and Joyce to kind of discover things. Yeah, it's not about the magnets exactly, but it was just kind of I don't know. I thought it was a funny we kind of thing. Um, it was fine. It eventually found found its way out. I loved the, uh, whatever the group name of Steve, uh, Robin, Dustin, and Erica, what's her name? Oh, yeah, what was it? Operation uh, Child Endangerment. Operation Child Endangerment. What a great freaking line. Um, but, yeah, I loved that more than the rest of the series, com- the rest of the season combined. I yes. thought that was the strongest, funnest point. Yes. Um, um, okay, funniest moment for me was when Dustin and Susie were singing while... <laughs> The mind flare was chasing after Stephen Robin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. The uh, the never-ending story theme song was incredible. Uh, I, as a geek, I knew I was aware that the never-ending story existed, but I never watched it. All I know is that it's peak 80s, and I love that they leaned into that this season. They lean into it every season, but this season in particular. Oh, yeah, they had fun with the 80s, like the big mall. The Back to the Future. Back to the Future, I was just about to say. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, so great. Um, All right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Really good. I don't believe Hopper's dead. Neither do I. No. I I was sure in the beginning, but the post-credit scene convinced me that they're teasing us. Yeah, and also he signed on for season four, which could just be flashbacks, but I think that he's in the cage next to the guy that got eaten by the Demi-Human. Yeah, that thing was gross. That was gross. Um, They're evolving. They are evolving. They're like the little gray (laughs) alien people. In the end, uh, yeah, the final spectacle with the fireworks versus the mind flare was awesome. That was so beautiful. Uh, the final episode was the best 
season finale of any show that yes. I've seen recently. It was great, yeah. and I'm sad Billy's dead because I was I wanted a I wanted a full season uh, mm-hmm. uh, arc redemption. I hated him in season two. I thought his his presence was pointless. They saved him in season three. I, I I've always loved him as a character just because really? I don't know. I like that archetype and I liked his performance. Of what the douchebag? Yeah, he he did it. He did it very convincingly. He and did. He looked like discount Zac Efron. Discount Zac Efron. I like that actually. I really like yes. that. And yeah. and I, I loved him. And I, I wanted him for another season to see him like a type kind of change. But he would have been weird in the group. Yes. Also, do you think the Mind Flayer would have... What do you think the Mind Flayer would have done when he captures L and then realizes, ah, shit, she's got no powers she left? She killed her anyway. You th- well, I mean, but I assume that he was going to keep her alive so that he could absorb the powers or something. I don't think so. I think it was just like, it's powerful enough, but L's the only thing that could stop it. Yeah, I guess so. So, right. whether or not she had his powers, it's like, well, I guess they could come back. Stab. I, I thought he was going to use her to break open the gate or whatever it... Oh, that's no, what no, I thought no. his plan was. I, I think the mind flare literally just wanted to stab her and kill her. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. All right. Also, well, did not need the surgery scene. Just putting it out there at the start of that season. was intense. That was the grossest thing <laughs> that Stranger Things has ever done. And I hope they don't go there again. That was far too intense for me. You never know. Yeah. All right. Welcome back from our Stranger Things rant. I think it's about time we get into what we did this week. Yes, I think so too. Or so- I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm not sorry. I was going to clarify for our time, but it's just easier to say this week. Yes, this week. Um, was what all- was the name of the challenge this week, Alex? Uh, is, uh, food. It was food stuff in general. It was, well, the what we decided on was every day try a different food from a different culture or country. Oh, that was what it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I did. What did you think it a was? A little bit differently. I thought that we were trying to eat. It, it, okay, my description is going to sound similar, but it is distinct. I thought we were trying to eat like a different culture every day. Like a different culture. The di- their difference there being that, for example, uh, I wasn't able to do it this week because I was sick. But I, uh, but one of the things I did was uh, for, Span- for Spanish food, like in Spain food, um, their main meal is lunch. Like, their dinner, their huge meal so is in the middle a, of the day. So you had a big lunch. I had a big meal in the beginning of the day. I had Spanish food for it, but I uh, had the huge meal in the beginning okay. of the day. Okay, well, I think if you always, like, try to compensate by also having the types of food, then I think you even managed to go above and beyond with this one. I did it. Play a theme song of victory. No. <laughs> well... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> well, what I did was I simply, uh, I, I, I simply <gasps> just found places mm-hmm. that served different foods. Oh, so you ate out a lot this week? Yes. So my my general uh, week went. Uh, every day at work, I just go find a weird place. Well, not weird, but a place. That I'd never been to before that served specific foods from other countries. And then at night, 
I just did Italian all week because we bought a pizza and no one ate it. <laughs> so for every night, I just had a slice of pizza. So you just had to own it. So I just had Italian every night okay. along with a different country during the day. That's fair. I had a lot of soup this week. Interesting. Did I mention that I was sick? Oh, no. Well, that's my thing. To, because, yeah. <laughs> to constantly bring up that I was sick. Yeah, that I was ill. That was, uh, but that that's basically why I couldn't do the challenge every day. I did, I did, I think, three. Uh, I did, let's see. I did Italian, I did Spanish, and I had pho, which is Vietnamese food, but I didn't really lean into that oh, uh, eating uh, eating in accordance with the Vietnamese uh, dining Well, that was customs. never accordance of the challenge. Well, I, I misunderstood the challenge, Alex. You ever think of that? Yes. Okay. Welcome back to the weekly misunderstanding. The weekly... <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we have a, a misunderstanding every about week. Pretty much, right? <laughs> every single week. You come back tomorrow, and it's like, uh, no, wait, I can't say. I don't want to spoil what we did for next week's episode. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was about to make a joke, but none of you would get it. We'll edit this out. Nah. Uh, nah. <laughs> Again, to avoid work, Alex did not edit that out. I forgot what we were talking about. Me too, honestly. We just edited out a bunch of things where we just rambled off and then Michael coughed for like a solid 15 seconds. That and was, we that's both, an exaggeration. We both forgot. Uh, we were talking about food. We were talking about Oh, yeah. We, we screwed the things up every Oh, yeah. Week. The weekly misunderstanding. Yes. So, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. That's uh, that's what we're doing. And uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll talk about yeah, uh, some please. of my favorite places. You talk about your food and your food experience and what you realized and stuff like that. Yeah, so every day at work, like I said, I just take some time and just uh, go around and explore, which is very stressful because I work in a pretty busy area with, like, a lot of traffic. And I'm not – I don't enjoy driving very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when it's to places I'm not familiar with. Right. So just going to a restaurant, I have no idea what it looks like. I just know the name. It can be mm -hmm. stressful. Right. It's the common first world problems we're all familiar with. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Thank you. So for my first day, I was going to do Thai food, but I had to go to CVS first. I don't know why I'm telling you this. It doesn't I matter. I don't know why you're telling me this either, but okay. But I left CVS and across the street was a Chinese food place that looked really nice. It was like a big restaurant. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'll do that. So, and I didn't have enough time to stay, so I got it to go. Okay. And That's... I got a delicious uh, sweet and sour chicken with some rice and uh, some broccoli and a soda, and I got a fortune cookie. Now, you know that that's not actually Chinese food, right? It's Chinese food um, for Americans. Right, because the Chinese cuisine, like if you want to go to a restaurant my understanding is that if you want to go to a restaurant that serves traditional chinese food you look for a, a restaurant labeled cantonese uh cuisine yes and those are harder to find those are very hard to find yes and also i had a half hour for my lunch break so it was american chinese it food. was american chinese food it is very interesting to me personally that every time some food comes over here from a different uh, different area of the world. America has to say, yeah, but we can do it better. And by that, I mean, we're going to change it so that it's barely recognizable. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know if, like, sesame chicken is just fried chicken with a special sauce on top yeah, of it. Yeah, but it's so good. It's delicious. But I honestly, I don't think that that's based on any... I could be wrong, and correct me if I am, but I don't think that's based on any traditional Chinese cuisine. I think that's literally just... We think Americans like fried chicken, which is very true. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna 
put the, put some the sesame label on seeds it. on it, and it's good. Yeah. It's really good. It is really good. I actually went back there uh, the following week to try their sesame chicken, mm-hmm. and it was mwah. Right, because you did this differently. Yes. The, yes. Wh- which, what, what's the name of this place? I don't know. Okay. And also, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, basically just because I don't want anyone stalking me. You know what? Because I'm fair. going back there because it was very good. Yes. And they don't need the help. They were very busy. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. They don't. Yeah. All right. All so right. what? Uh, so what was? Uh, I assume you don't normally eat any of this food during the week. Is that true? Uh, yes. I would get. I will get Chinese food on like the week. American Chinese food on like mm-hmm. the weekends every once in a while, but uh, definitely not during the work week. Before then, because I didn't know there was a place near me, and also. I, I never really eat out at work. Right, because so this, that's money. Yeah, that's money. Yeah. And that's why I'm at work. Yeah, to get money, not to spend money. Yeah, not get chicken. Not get chicken. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, so it was that, that was day one. Yes, and it was fairly priced. It was good. A little more expensive than the everyday place, but it was definitely, it. I could taste the difference. It was very good. Okay. So yeah. did you have Thai food at all this week? Yes, I had Thai food the next day. Oh, well, that's, yes. a, that's a very nice thing. Well... American Thai food. I don't <laughs> There's a theme. I don't know if if Thai food has has the same. I don't either. You know what? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, like uh, Americanized. Yeah, I don't know if it has been as as deeply Americanized as Chinese. Food I don't has. think so either because I got like a roast duck with like rice and vegetables, and nice. it was excellent mm-hmm. every time i get chai, uh, thai food i always go for some sort of noodle dish or the roast duck because mm-hmm. they do it right they do every do it time right. i've had roast duck it's just been it's so good it's so good. it's like better chicken yeah <laughs> duck is better chicken it's like it's, it's you can have duck normally well yeah but like uh, no <laughs> fair enough it's like a little thicker just more fuller mm-hmm. it's not as like airy airy as chicken. I don't know what you mean, but like, that's okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, like there's more in it. Okay. Per, per, more compact? Per square duck. Sounds like you had a really muscular duck. <laughs> oh, yeah. My duck did some did some lifting. It was ripped, man. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, that was good. So what was the main thing that you noticed, the difference between the Thai food and the Chinese food? Well, the Thai food was a lot better. Really? For less money. Okay. I may also add. Yeah. The Chinese food was great, mm-hmm. but... I think, as, as you pointed out, I think American Chinese food just has, like, kind of an air of fast food to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, I could be wrong, but I legitimately do not know if Thai food has had the same uh, hardcore Americanization as Chinese food. Yeah. So it very well could be that that was a, that that was a more um, heartfelt, I guess, mm-hmm. dish that was cooked. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. And now, the next day, I... Had heard from a few people around my office that there's a French place like 20 minutes from the office that makes the best crepes. So really? I was like, I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. So I went to this French place and just got a bunch of crepes like early in, earlier in the morning, like not for lunch. So like. your French food was crepes? Yes. Okay. That's fair, I guess. That's fine. Yes. All right. That's no no escargot, no uh, frog's legs, no. Uh... You know, surprisingly, no. They're delicious, actually. Yes. And and I wouldn't know, 
uh, you would know better than me because you've spent a lot of time in France. I have. I've also spent time in Italy and Spain, which I'll talk about when we get to my my yes. time experience. But uh, from what I could see, mm-hmm. this French place looked like it knew what it was doing. I'm sure it did. Uh, the French French places sure try to make the scene that way, and as I, I, is the French uh, French way of being. <laughs> yes, I don't think I've ever seen like a fast food. Can you imagine like fast French food? Oh my God, they would like they. I don't. They would be disgraced among the French restaurants <laughs> uh, because the, the French they're really their food is amazing, but they take a lot of not but and they take a lot of pride in their food. So the idea of fast American food is repulsive. Number one and number two, the fact that they would be fast French food is. It, I mean, I will say crepes are the closest thing to uh, food cart food that is in France. Yeah, I, I. I... I could see that because mm-hmm. you could make it in a cart. You can make it in a cart, and there are literal carts and stops and stations yes. in Paris that you can walk around yes. and go up to. And did you know I've never had a crepe before that time? You that never I had a crepe. Never had tried crepes. You know, I, I I am surprised, but I feel like I shouldn't be because a couple weeks ago uh, I texted you, "Hey, I'm getting some halal. Do you want any halal?" And you responded with, "What is halal?" <laughs> so I I feel like you you know what? Uh, that's fair. Look, I didn't know that. I'm not a very cultured person, and I I, I feel upset about that because I always feel like I'm missing out on things, which you, is why I did like this week. Yeah, I also feel that. Now I feel very cultured within the American bias. With, within the food that was within a few blocks of my workplace. Yes. But yes, that is, I mean, we live in New York, as we have said before. Um, and this is a huge food-centric Melting uh, place. Pot. Exactly. Place of the world. So, yeah, there's a lot of really awesome yeah, food Yeah, you can get here. a bunch of stuff here. I also had like a like a vegan sandwich in the city on the, over the weekend, which was... It's not really cultural, but it's something I would never have. No, it's a culture. It's not an ethnic culture, but it is a culture. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Yes, and it, it was actually it was surprisingly filling for just being uh, greens. Okay. So that was weird. Well, I mean, vegans have to be full too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's it's uh, yeah. So what did you have on? Well, I want to know more about the vegan sandwich, no. but I also but... want to know what did you actually have on the crepe. Anything? Oh, well, I just, like, it was, like, chocolates and fruits on top and mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it's like a thin pancake. Yeah. It's really nice. I was low-key, like, can you whipped cream? But I didn't have the guts to be like, <laughs> can you put whipped cream on it? <laughs> Only if you have the canned version. Was this... <laughs> no, don't, do not cook the whipped cream. I want it filled with preservatives and an aluminum can like it's supposed to be served. Mm-hmm. Did you was this an actual French restaurant or did they only serve crepes? No, it, this was like a legit French restaurant. Really? It they looked like legit. Okay. Like and and I had to go up like to five like, stars. It had rats in the kitchen cooking with pipe pulling on the. Oh, well, I wouldn't hair. know. I didn't go in the kitchen, but I, I <coughs> uh, like in the in the front. Like I was like, so can I like order to go? And like the person was like, oh, sure. <laughs> I guess. Even even in America, the French are like, oh, these Americans. <laughs> they, they really are. Uh, so I felt like I, I was. spit on you. <laughs> so I felt that like I was, I was being a burden to them, but that, they made me my crepes and I, I was happy and I left. <laughs> that is hysterical. <laughs> I have yet to try a French place in America, but I do want to. Because Let's go to one. I, <laughs> French restaurants are normally very expensive. Let's I don't I don't know if this one, one is. Let's 
I would be down to try it because the food that I had in Paris was some of the best food that I've uh, ever had. But it's also mm. things that I never considered edible before, uh-huh. such as snails and frog legs, which unironically were two of the best meals that I had while I was abroad there. That but is fascinating. They do really good stuff with it. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, I don't know if the Americans do it as well. We'll, well find out. We'll see. Yes, we will. Well, anyway, they were more expensive than I was hoping, but still very reasonable. Okay. So I was fine with that. But then Thursday, I don't know where I'm going my days, but I, I was running out of countries that I could find on like food places <laughs> near me app. So I was like... I guess I'll just, uh, I'll do, like, an American place. But if I have to do an American, American place, I have to go hardcore American. Alex, what did you get? I'm so, really excited to hear this. It may be underwhelming. But, uh, I decided to find a burger place near me. With... You didn't go fast food? No. You just went with, went with a burger place? I, went, I decided Alex, to... Alex, that's not the American experience. <laughs> Come on! We have constructed, in recent times, there is a commercial unironically advertising the KFC's new sandwich, which is just a fried turkey breast on top of Cheetos, of all things, which is just dusty styrofoam, which no one should ever consume ever, on a bun, and that is the American dream right there, Alex. And you neglected that? I am disappointed in you. So I got a burger. <laughs> Can we... <laughs> what? I really want to dive into what the implications of the KFC... I don't even know what the name of it, but the fact that the colonel, the, the new colonel, we went from Reba McIntyre to Chester the Cheetos Cheetah, and I, I just, I don't know. I oh want to talk god. about the implication of oh that. Oh my god, I got a burger. Okay, fine. Well, get away from... That dis fine. Go on. So I, <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought now. Michael's. Very, you had a burger. Michael's very visibly upset. Were there Cheetos on the burger? No. Go screw yourself. Oh my god. The point I wanted to make this for the, about this experience <laughs> is that it was unreasonably expensive. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> The the place I went to uh, was very prideful in its use of organic uh, ingredients. Oh, so you went to a communist American restaurant. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, organic food is very good. I'm, Michael, I'm joking around. calm down. No. Look at the mystery box. What about it? The fact that I can't... This is going to get me more angry. <laughs> so, anyway. You might as well confess to eating pizza with a knife and fork. Go on. What I got was... <laughs> <laughs> what I got was a bacon cheeseburger, a side of fries, and a root beer. That's it. And I was like, all right, I'll just have these three things, and you know, it'll be a nice little thing to bring up. And then the person taking my order was like, all right, that'll be $25. <laughs> yeah, I mean, organic food as a whole is so it's much expensive. more expensive. I was like, what? And it was good, mm-hmm. but it was not big. It was, uh, it was really? like just like a regular size, like a burger you'd get at a diner. It was smaller than that. I honestly, I really don't think you went to an American place. Because no. America goes huge with its portion sizes. No, America cons you out of your money. Yes, that's true. That it does. That is, so, that is one of the American pastimes. I thought that was a very American thing to do. You know what? Even if it was quality food with quality ingredients, uh-huh. 
it was still expensive as hell and unnecessary for me to buy. <laughs> America. Yeah, I I'm here for that actually. I kind of I kind of dig that. Yeah. I yes. but again, so many more American experiences that you could have chosen. Well, look, I, I have a lot of those every day. And the final day, <laughs> I tried sushi for the first time. Okay, nice. Which I did. I, I wasn't a fan. No, raw fish doesn't do it for you. Nope, wasn't into it. I, I I've heard people say it's kind of like an acquired thing where you have to try it a few times before you kind of really get into it. That's not an acquired taste. That's Stockholm syndrome. But I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll neither. try it again in a little, in a, you know, a few weeks. But I. I really, I, I didn't like it. I've never, I've had sushi before. I'm not really a fan of it. I'm more like, um, Japanese food is good, but I'm more like the hibachi than I do the... Oh, hibachi's so good. They, it's, first of all, it's a show with your meal, That's which is really nice. Oh, yeah. But actually, the food is just genuinely really, really very good. Because it's made in front of you. Yes. It's... Well, not because it's made in front of you, but I think that that's an added thing. All right, fine. And it's made in front of you. And it's made in front of you. So it's like proof. It's like straight up cooked now. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> hey, look. This is actual food that has been cooked with fire. Oh my god, I'd love to do see like a McDonald's hibachi where like it's just like a giant microwave <laughs> in, the, in, the, just, in they, the center of the table. They have it. They're like, ah, oh, you're you're ready for this. They take a tube down. It's just pink slime falls onto the like. Like he's like first the bottom bun, and he squirts it out. <laughs> like like the skill is in making all the shapes. Yeah, exactly. Like it. it you see, you see the McNuggets come out of of the of. It's like Tetris. It just kind of falls from the ceiling, <laughs> just grabbing them, putting it on top, putting it on top. Blip. They weirdly disobey gravity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, talk about your experiences because I want this to be a shorter episode because. We're in a hurry. And I'm, because I'm coughing all over the place? Yeah, and you have to leave soon. I, not, well, yeah, kind of soon. Uh, but yes, so, like I said, I had, uh, Italian and, uh, Spanish, and I tried to emulate their cultures as best as possible. Mm-hmm. First thing I noticed from eating Italian, uh, cappuccino in the morning is a very bad idea for me. <laughs> uh. What happened? Well, you know, I'm kind of a, I never drink coffee at mm. all, yeah. ever. And cappuccinos are i had one and there is a lot of coffee and a lot of caffeine and a very small amount of uh amount of coffee that is correct and so i was bouncing off the wall all the way to all the way to work like my senses were hyper focused but driving through traffic like dead like slow call traffic doesn't sound fun it does not it felt like i was about to vibrate through the cars you know kind of like Kind of like in like the Flash comics where he runs through fast that he, so fast that he can phase through things. That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> like I was about to go do that. Fascinating. It was. Um, well, if you ever want superpowers and you don't drink coffee ordinarily, there you go. Well, I especially if you have ADHD and then drink cappuccinos and espressos in particular, that will send you through everything. Fascinating. Um, I was not able to get the several course dinner that. Um, Italian dinners are known for. Oh, yeah. Because that requires money. And time. And a lot of time that I do not have. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Like, there's, what, like, there's an antipasta, a first course, a second course, and a dessert. Yeah, I and think drinks that's it. before all of that. And, and then... Whatever I, I don't even know what it's called, but second have... dessert, second dessert, gelato time. Yes, exactly. No, I was thinking of what the, what's the name of that thing? Because uh, Italians like to have hard liquor after their after their meal. Oh, uh, limoncello. Yeah, well, limoncello is an example of it, but I forget what it's what it's well, called. Well, that's what I've had, and it's 
I don't like it. You don't like it? It makes me feel gross. It, well, no, I, I'm sorry. When After it's in me, it feels fine. But the, the process of inserting it into your body <laughs> is not fun. Really? I'm, I don't like it. I'm surprised. It's, well, actually, no, I'm not. It's but... too it's too much. And you already know I can't handle my drinks. I do know that. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't mind limoncello. I never. I didn't have it this week, but I don't mind it. I had it when I was in Italy, but it was it was a good time. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy pasta. I think that eating later at night was difficult for me because I was very hungry much earlier. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Also, I found when I was in Italy, not not necessarily this week, but that Italian restaurants. I mean, naturally, they take their dinners very uh, seriously. seriously. So they close down in the middle of the day. If you want a meal at 4 o'clock, you will not find it. So I actively tried to not eat anything from after my lunch till my dinner. What is it, like, yeah, 7 or 8 o'clock? Yeah, like, it, I had it at 8. It's pretty late. Yeah, and I had a great pasta dish. I had uh, tornellini alla vodka, which is what we, we had during the food challenge. Wow, that was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago, but it was really nice. Yes. And I had... Um, Oh, what did I have for? I forget what I had for lunch of the day, but it was something Italian. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I had a panini or something. Those are Italian, right? Uh, yeah. I had it. Yeah. An, I had it at an Italian restaurant, so I'm assuming it you was. You know, I'd say yeah. I, yeah. I, I assume it was right. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, and both of those are delicious things, but you know, I uh, yeah, it was it was hard to wait all that time because normally when I get home from work, I have a little hummus or something. So not really. Uh, that was a difficult. That was a difficulty. And, let's see, Spanish, work did not appreciate, the day that I did Spanish, work did not appreciate the siesta I tried to take. Um, <laughs> nice. We, yeah. we have talked about that on the podcast. Have we? Yeah, we're uh, in, in, what is it, Spain? That is where, yes, that is where the Spanish people are from, yes, Spain. Okay. Yeah, well, in Spain, that uh, there's just like, everything's closed down in the middle of the day. It's, yeah, it's... To, to take a siesta. And it's very inconvenient. It's very... It's a different focus. It's very inconvenient unless literally everyone does it. Exactly. Which, America <laughs> would never do that. No, because... it's not efficient. It's... Why aren't you making money now? Yes. We have three hours in the middle of the day when we could have the money. Why don't we have the money now? Uh, it's a very different focus. Uh, which isn't a bad thing on either culture... But it's just different. I mean, I like the nap. I like the, you don't always have to take a nap, but I like the idea of going home in the middle of the day, meeting up with your family, touching base, and then going and finishing your work day. Yes. That's a very sweet kind of thought. Um, and then I had tapas for dinner, which was very nice. Ooh. You know tapas? I've never had them, but I do know what they are. Okay, cool. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel it's appropriate. As m- you, my friend now, you should check in. Whenever, just any food. Fruit Loops, do you, you know? You've had those before? Do you know? You, you know of them? They're like little, they don't have fruit in them, but they're circular. F-R-O-O-T. L-O-O-P-S. Yes, we sh- They, I, Fruit Loops are, I, technically they're not, mis- they're not uh, false advertising. Because they they're misspelled fruit. They're, they're not claiming that there's fruit I, in the I loops. I guarantee you they did that to avoid, like, liabilities. I think they did it so that they can, like, attract kids. Because kids are like, oh, they misspelled fruit. That's funny. That's I should spell it like that on my spelling test. I think they also did it so they could use the, the, the cereals for the O's in yeah. the logo. I don't think they 
Do you think they explicitly did it for that reason? I think it was definitely a plus. Yeah, that was an added bonus. It was like, oh, hey, look what I can do, said Randy the designer on his first day. Randy the designer? Yeah. Randy has so many great ideas. No, he just had that one. Just the one? Yes. Yeah, all right. Well, he, he's a millionaire now. He, <laughs> he did it. He found Toucan. Did he do Toucan Sam too? No. Oh, well. My God, get 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 with it on your Fruit Loops history. I don't know anything about Fruit it's Loops. It's time for the bucket. Oh, I didn't talk about pho. All right, oh, that's fine. Well, no, I'm sorry, I forgot. Oh, talk I had, about pho. I had pho. It okay. was good. Do you know? Have you had pho? Never. Do you know what pho is? Yes. Are you are you are you BSing me to get to the bucket? Why don't you describe it? <laughs> no, I I've seen images, but I okay. don't know explicitly what's in it. It's like it's, a it's like in a bowl served. <coughs> served in a bowl. Yes, it like... is, it's kind of like a noodle soup. It has broth, it has noodles, it has greens, it has uh it has meat that is uh I that is like boiled and and cooked in the uh in the soup. That does sound good. It's really nice, especially when you're sick. Uh it kind of like a more involved and better tasting chicken noodle soup, which I had a lot this week. Mm. So yeah, mm. I highly recommend it. Can we go to a Vietnamese place too? Yeah, absolutely. They have amazing food there. Are there any near here that you know of? Uh, they're they're a lot in Queens near where I work, which is where I ate. Great. I'll just come visit you then. Okay, that's fine. It's time for the bucket now. Yes, play the song. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to. Now. All right, because you're sick, I'm going to do it. That's a good idea. (laughs) And not let you touch it. That's a very fair idea. Why am I picking out of the bucket? We know what the challenge is. Okay, well, what is it, Alex? It's called conspiracy theories. Oh, my God. What are that? (laughs) What are that? What are that? So, just for clarification, we weren't able to... Uh, record on our regular schedule, so we had to do two undertakings and then two recordings, which yes. is why we already know what this challenge is. And why I probably will be sick during the next podcast that you listen to. Yes, nothing will change. Nothing will change. So, uh, this uh, podcast, this podcast, this undertaking was submitted by an anonymous friend of mine who okay. wishes to remain anonymous. Fair enough. So thank you. Thank you, anonymous listener. And, uh... The, the, the undertaking is simply to research one conspiracy theory each over the week and yes. share your findings and talk about them on the episode. And we should clarify, because conspiracy theories are taken seriously, we don't buy into these conspiracy theories. Well, we'll see after we research you them. You can't speak for me. That's uh, fair, I can't. But we're not, you know, quote-unquote truthers i guess is what they're they're called the the one thing i want to clarify and you you clarified this to me when we discussed the challenge originally true is uh that they are fun to talk about as long as they aren't like the 9-11 was an inside job type conspiracy theories that are obviously not true and very insulting and problematic yes because yeah uh I, I have always been fascinated by conspiracy theories because we'll get into this next week, but they're based on so many logical fallacies that they're fun to talk about. And it's also fun to imagine, you know, aliens and little green guys and fast government conspiracies and stuff like that. Yes. It's it, very fun. But, um, and, you know, 
recent in recent times they've gained a new foothold in a way that stops being fun and more becomes problematic of dis trying to disprove true tragedies yes and uh we're not about that uh if you believe in aliens and you believe in that that they're in alien that they're in area 51 i'm not disputing that we may discuss that next week and join the raid that's online uh oh yeah we're going we are are you kidding me i'm this, very this excited for it. this week's challenge storm area 51 <laughs> <coughs> yeah wow. it's gonna be great it's gonna be incredible uh, so yeah, we just wanted to clarify that we are not becoming an InfoWars type channel. No. We are not talking about the, uh, chemicals that turn the frogs gay. This is the fun, lighthearted side of conspiracy theories that don't really insult anyone. Hopefully. Well, they'll insult someone, because everything insults someone. Right, we're probably gonna insult the U.S. government, but who cares about them? Oh, well, they deserve it. Yeah, honestly, they, they have kept the aliens from us for far too long. So is there anything else you would like to say about anything before... I do the outro this week because I want you to take a break. That's fair. The only thing I want to say is that we should be in uproar in uproar against the Cheetos chicken sandwich that KFC is trying to push upon us. You can go ahead, but that's the conspiracy theory that I'm doing next week. I think KFC is trying to assassinate Americans. That's it. Go. Go. So thank you all for listening. Uh, if you liked what you heard, we have a bunch of episodes for you to listen to available here. In fact, we have 53 other episodes. It is the 54th episode. Yes. So do that. And we'd appreciate it if you dropped a like, lift a heart, hearted a like. Obviously, I'm not as good as this as Mike. You're, you're doing great. You're Let's doing great. See. Keep going. What else is happening? We have people who help us with this show. Adam Rudy and Winston De Jesus, who yes. do the music and art, respectively. Links in the description, along with ours, to our social media pages, which you can follow. You can go check out the mystery box on our Instagram right now. Leave your comments guessing what you think it is. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a cat. I'm just not sure if it's dead or alive. The Schrodinger's. Yeah, in particular, if it's not, I'm the real be very question upset. is: Is it alive or dead? Uh, we'll never know. It's actually both at the same time until we open the box. It's dead. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> we'll open that next week, I think. Yes, and uh, make sure you tune in next week to hear our conspiracy theories and find out what's in the mystery box. Whoa! Along with Michael. Yeah. Hooray! Um. Yes. Absolutely. Go on. Yeah, finish. Yes, it. and uh, as as to end things off, uh, of course, he's Michael. I'm Alex. You can uh, follow us uh, here, and that's it. Now, oh, you also, if you have a suggestion for the week in the undertaking, this past challenge that we did this week was submitted by Selena. Thank you, Selena, for helping. Next week's challenge was submitted by an anonymous User. listener. Uh, if you also want to be like Selena and or anonymous, please <laughs> send in us an email or a DM or something. Our information is in the description below. Okay, great. See, this is why you do this. Yeah, I, I realized that that was important because yes. we, we like suggestions and to hear from you, our loyal people. Yes, and now why don't you finish it off oh, with, yeah. the, with the saying. Thanks for listening so much. Join us next week. Until then, don't forget to challenge yourself. And obsess about the mystery box. And, and try something. I hope. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs>